Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first national security briefing for January 13th, 2021. I hate to start our year off with such a heavy NATSEC briefing, but it has been a sad week in America as far-right supporters of outgoing President Donald Trump attempted a siege on the U.S. Capitol building one week ago today. So we are going to devote most of the episode today to that. Who are they? These supporters of President Trump were part of far-right groups from all over the country, including many from known hate groups such as the Proud Boys, whose leader actually had been arrested two days before the attack, Oath Keepers, Groper Army, and the Boogaloo Boys. Most of these groups are classified as white supremacist and fascist, which makes sense given the disgusting rhetoric towards Jewish and black people with crowds chanting, quote, Hitler was right, and a man showing up in a Camp Auschwitz t-shirt. There were reports and sightings of many flying into D.C. or taking buses to the Capitol in the days leading up to the attempt on the Capitol building. They chose January 6th in particular as it was the day that Congress was supposed to affirm the electoral votes from the November election and thus secure a Biden victory. Luckily, our democratic process was left intact enough where Congress was able to ratify the votes after the building was secured. Now, the rally that day had been planned among far-right groups for weeks on the internet leading up to the storming of the Capitol in order to essentially protest the results of the 2020 election, which many Trump supporters believe was stolen from them. Trump has been spewing this exact rhetoric since the election, and the original name for the protest, Wild Protest, was actually based on a Trump tweet encouraging his followers to be, quote, wild to protest the results. Ali Alexander served as the original organizer of the hashtag Stop the Steal protest and encouraged the far right to come and be prepared and ready to escalate last week on now-banned communication platform Parlay. I don't know if law enforcement and intelligence didn't really think that this would actually come to fruition or hadn't been monitoring the far right on their preferred encrypted channels like Parlay, Discord, and Telegram enough, but law enforcement was woefully unprepared for the storming of the Capitol. The Capitol Police did not have proper equipment at all, and there were even videos of some of them opening gates for the rioters. The National Guard was quickly requested, but that request was then denied by the DOD initially. Maryland and Virginia did have to step in and send their guards instead. There was a clear disconnect between how officers were prepared and handled Black Lives Matter protests in the summer versus how they dealt with Capitol siege. From an objective standpoint, removing the motives of both protests, both were planned in advance to the point where law enforcement was aware of an impending event on a certain date. It absolutely baffles me baffles me, especially given the DHS report from September revealing the far right as one of the biggest threats and knowing knowing far well that they do in fact have to monitor these groups' online presence, that law enforcement was that unprepared for the potential of escalation and even shied away from military involvement at first. While it is true that no one could have even dreamt or more accurately had a nightmare about what actually happened, it is the job of law enforcement to be prepared for anything. While eyes were on D.C. that day, small-scale insurrections occurred at state houses nationwide, including those in Georgia, New Mexico, and Ohio, to name a few. Five people, including police officer Brian Sicknick, died that day, and over 50 officers were injured, some to the point of hospitalization. 
Homemade IEDs were found outside the DNC and RNC, and other homemade explosives as well, including pipe bombs and Molotov cocktails, were, thank goodness, safely detonated by law enforcement after securing the building. This was not a protest. It was an attack on our country, on our democracy, and on our reputation. Our foreign adversaries have laughed at us, and our allies have offered cautious praise, but the bottom line is that the attack was a major blow to the American reputation on a global level. Since the U.S. DOJ has indicted many, including the man who um, sat in Speaker Pelosi's chair, a West Virginia legislator, and the man who entered the building with a loaded handgun. Two men who were arrested stand accused of possessing homemade bombs, described by one perpetrator as, quote, homemade napalm, end quote. Speaker Pelosi has discussed the potential removal of limit or limitation of nuclear codes from President Trump with the Joint Chiefs, arguing that he is an unstable actor. Many have called for Trump's removal from office entirely, and actually, as I am recording this right now, there is an impeachment vote going on. The military has finally been sent to D.C. National Guard showed up last night to secure it as well. Now, this clearly shows the power and even more so the faults of social media. In fact, Twitter and Facebook have both permanently suspended President Trump's accounts in response to the attempted siege on the Capitol. One of his last tweets actually finally promised a, quote, orderly transition of power on Inauguration Day, which is upcoming now. But unfortunately, this movement has gone far past President Trump at this point, and he is in no position to make that promise. The far right is Trump's Pandora's box. We need to be vigilant, especially with the inauguration of Vice President Biden upcoming about far-right groups. So that's all I have to say for now about the attempted capital siege. However, the FBI has warned that armed protests are planned at all 50 state capitals and D.C. later this week, leading up to the inauguration of Biden. So be safe and be vigilant. Now, in other national security news from the past week, DNI John Ratcliffe announced Friday that Space Force will be the 18th member of the intelligence community in order to ensure them the best possible access to intelligence. The Pentagon received or revealed an airstrike carried out against terrorist group Al-Shabaab in Somalia, which killed five of the group's leaders. No civilian casualties were reported. Biden has nominated William J. Burns, a longtime diplomat who served as the president of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace and former ambassador to Jordan and Russia as director of the CIA, turning a lifetime foreign service officer into an intel head. He was involved in the back-channel negotiations that led to the JCPOA and is an outspoken critic of the Trump administration. Meanwhile, President Trump is reportedly planning to place Cuba on the state sponsors of terrorism list, a preemptive strike to Biden's goal of reproachment. And finally, Acting Secretary of Homeland Security resigned on Monday, citing recent events as the reason. He's one of many cabinet members and administration officials in the Trump administration to resign after the attempted siege on the Capitol last Wednesday. Once again, everyone, please stay safe, stay vigilant, try to stay home. Also, we're in a pandemic, so try to stay home for that reason, too. Do not take unnecessary risks. I will talk to you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Promenade National Security.